Hi, everyone. This is Melissa. And Kate. And Lainey. And we are the The Louisiana Louisiana Ladies. We are so glad you are here. Check us out on Instagram at Louisiana Ladies Podcast and visit us online at laladies.info. This episode is sponsored by Sentinel Pension, a division of Falcon Winkler. Sentinel's main goal is to ease some of the painful burden of retirement plan administration. We offer comprehensive services with the goal of meeting your company's financial objectives while providing your employees with a path to retirement. For more information, visit www.choosesentinel.com. Hey, everybody, we're back. And that's right. It's Kate. Kate is taking over. (laughs) Taking the reins. Missy T is out of town. So when the cat's away, the mice will play. Also, I'm going to preface this by saying that Missy T has been sending us photos of her beautiful vacation. And I am sitting at my desk. Kate is back in the classroom. Back in the classroom. But it's, it's okay. We're going to go on vacations one day and it'll one be day. fine. It'll be fine. I know. We'll end the group text. Well, first of all, wait, let me introduce our guest because I'm like engaging in conversation and looking at her, but then she's like, probably feels like she has to be quiet. So our <laughs> guest this week is my friend. And um, I've used this word before on the podcast. Um, I still consider her a friender, um, a friend vendor from my wedding days. And it is Tiffany Pilgrim of August events. Hey, hey everybody. <laughs> um, well, I was going to say on the group text, Melissa's sending all these beautiful mountain photos. And then Melissa's like, Lainey, you'll have your time, you know, when you go to Italy. And then it's quiet because Kate is in school. <laughs> so it's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. No vacations for Kate. Yeah. I mean, look, I just had a summer off, so I really need to Yeah. And every, I feel like every week Kate would come in. She was like, well, we went to the beach and then yesterday we went to the mountains and then, and then <laughs> today we went on a casual hike this morning, but I'm here now and then we're going to the movies tonight. I'd be like, yeah. when do you sleep? <laughs> yeah. Not often. <laughs> yeah, no. Still, but we were living our best summer lives. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. So how has uh, back to school been? Okay, back to school has been good. Um, Teachers went back on August 1st, so I've been like in it to win it for a minute. That was a rhyme. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But uh, kids came back yesterday. They are great. They are yawning constantly because (laughs) they are on their summer schedule. I looked at one class. I was like, y'all, am I boring or like... What's happening? Like are all yawning, and they're like, "No, we're just, we're just adjusting." We're it's just hard. Adjusting. Yeah, it is. It doesn't matter the age. It is. Awful. I have to For be honest. Too. I think because I'm in this phase of life where I'm not in school, but I also don't have children that are in school. I have no concept of the back to school time. Yeah. And I feel like yesterday I got on Facebook and boom, it was like everybody was yes. posting <laughs> pictures of their yeah. kids, or like my friends that are teachers were posting yeah. pictures about going back to school, and I was like, "Whoa!" I guess I was just living in my own world and didn't even know this was happening right now it's so funny because I really only had like a little while where I was kind of in that zone because I was a teacher and then you know and then I had Hartley and even though you know she didn't go to school full-time till kindergarten there was like Mother's Day out and stuff so there was that back to school seasons yeah you know well you know but it's good I'm excited new school year new beginnings you know it's good and my kids are great Okay, I always loved back to school. I was in a store, I think I was, I don't know where I was recently, and all the school supplies was out, and I was like, There's nothing like fresh school supplies. I almost wish I was going back to school. I mean, I'm glad I'm not, but I was almost like, wow, I'd love to like take notes right now or something. Have you ever seen, um, and I'm prefacing this because you're, you know, so youthful, Um, Um, you've got mail? No. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I was gonna. Do you have you seen I it? Right. I saw it a million years ago. I don't oh remember. Okay. Much about it. Please rewatch it. Please watch it. Okay. It's amazing. It's essentially like a reboot of When Harry Met Sally, and it's ta- oh no, not When Harry Met Sally. Kate Cook. Sleepless in Seattle. Okay, I was, there was a JK. There. I was like, um, okay. Sleepless in Seattle. But uh, you looked blank though when I went said when Harry met Sally because I'm gonna detour to that for a Lane, second. I'm gonna say you I seen, assume like, you just listed three movies and I've never seen oh any of them. Lainey, you have so much homework. Okay, first of all, when Harry met Sally is its own thing. It's beautiful. I'm actually gonna assign that for you for around New Year's is when okay. I want you to watch okay. it. It's gonna feel very seasonal then. 
I like a seasonal watch. I like a seasonal show. I have also not seen that, but I will watch it. When Harry Met Sally? Oh my gosh. Y'all, you're you're going to love it so much. If you can't wait, I'll understand, but it'll feel really good around New Year's. Okay. And then, okay, Sleepless in Seattle. Have you seen Sleepless in Seattle? Oh, so okay, my. I'm not alone. What is Maybe happening there is here? Between the, uh, the cuspers <laughs> and the millennials. Yeah, before we got on here, we were talking about our generation. Yes. Okay, so Sleepless in Seattle, it's a classic. Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan, watch it with tissues. It's amazing. So then, so watch that one first. Okay. Then watch You've Got Mail. Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan, reboot. Great combo. It's amazing. Okay. Um, but back to the school supplies, there is a scene in um, You've Got Mail where Meg Ryan's character says she loves school supplies. And, you know, her favorite thing is like a freshly sharpened pencil in mm-hmm. August. And Tom Hanks' character says that if, and there's this whole thing, they don't know who they are in real life. Anyway, I won't go into it. This is not movie talk. Um, but uh, he says, if I knew who you were, I would send you a bouquet of freshly sharpened pencils. Aww. And I wanted to say that to you. Aww. I would send you a bouquet of freshly sharpened pencils. <laughs> Y'all can still buy school okay. supplies even though we're not in school. Yes. Like I yeah. do that all the time. Yes. Oh, I mean, my equivalent of that is getting like a fresh stack of post-its for my desk mm. or like yeah. new colored pens. The oh, pens yeah. are the pens are it for me. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Are y'all flare pen girlies or I do flare pens? Yeah. One of my students like today was looking at my flare pens and she was like, "My mom won't buy me my own, but she has hers." And I was like, "Yeah, because your flare pens are expensive and yeah. you're 11 and you're gonna lose them." <laughs> okay. So. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think I did try them once and I felt like they bled through. Aren't they almost kind of markery? They are markery. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I don't find that they bleed through. Okay. Really? I like a ballpoint, so maybe oh, that's okay. just... Okay, um, you're a ballpoint girl. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Learn something new. Okay, so speaking of learning things new, <laughs> Tiffany, guess what? The spotlight's on you. You're so excited. All right, let's go. Okay, so just like real quick, like where are you from? How'd you land in Baton Rouge with your family? I was born in Chicago, um, and then we kind of moved around a lot. My dad was an entrepreneur. We kind of hopped around the country, and we landed um, in the New Orleans area when I was 11. So I went to 6th and 7th, 8th, and like high school um, in New Orleans, and then came to LSU for college and just never left. So I feel like Baton Rouge is kind of my hometown now. I've never lived anywhere as long as I've lived here. Oh, that's awesome. Love this city. Yes. Okay, and then tell us about your beau. How did y'all meet and your family, your beautiful children? Um, I'm married to Jason Pilgrim. Um, We'll make 13 years in November. So we've been together for a minute. Um, And then we have two children. Beckett is five and Cameron is nine. And they're both at St. Thomas More. And today was a big day for Beckett. (laughs) Beckett started kindergarten today and I'm, you know, I'm okay. Yeah, how are you doing? Wellness check. (laughs) Like, I feel like as a mom, like everything feels fine. Like it feels like I'm doing it all over again because Cameron, obviously, like we've been through it. She's nine. We're pros now. Like we're very comfortable with the school. We love the teachers. So it's not like, you know, you're sending them off like into the abyss, especially with Cameron. Like she went to kindergarten and first grade around COVID and it's like you can't walk in with them and the rules are so... It was just different, you yeah. know, but um, with Beckett, you think you're okay, and then we'll start talking about it, or you see someone post something yeah. on Facebook, and you get a little teary-eyed, but yeah. he's, they're all, they're doing great. It'll be, it's a good day. Yeah. Just a I know. week. I remember walking Hartley in for <clears throat> kindergarten, and I was definitely in my feelings, and because she was basically moving out, you yeah. know, and as I walked out, I ran into my friend Rose, who was holding her baby, and it was a fresh baby. And I just started crying. I know. (laughs) I lost it. And Rose was a student at St. Joseph's when I taught there. And so we've become um, definitely more friends now that we're both parents at St. Jude. But um, And her daughter's actually in my homeroom this year. But uh, at the time, she, I guess, kind of still saw me as teacher energy. And so she was like, it's okay, Miss Cook. It's going to be okay. (laughs) (laughs) And it is okay. And that fresh baby is now also attending St. Jude. So time. insane. It just marches on, you know. I, when I dropped Cameron off at kindergarten, I had to excuse myself because I was like ugly crying. Like 
sunglasses on campus, yeah. like hyperventilating. Like I was just, I was not okay. Yeah. She was fine. None of my kids have ever cried when they've been dropped off yep. anywhere. Hartley either. Hartley asks why other kids cry. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, some of them miss their mommies. <laughs> not you, okay. but like, some of them. Like. <laughs> I was going to preface this with um, saying that it's funny to hear all of this because my mom was like the total opposite and not that she didn't love me, didn't care anything, but like I don't really remember going to kindergarten or anything like that. Yeah. But when I was going to college, she was so ready for me to get out of the house. <laughs> I'm like, I'm the baby. So I'm like, are you not going to be sad oh, that I'm leaving? She yeah. was like, no, like this means I did my job. Like, go have fun. And I'm like, okay. But <laughs> when you were talking about kids crying, I had a flashback and I was the crying first oh. grader, but only only after Christmas break. Like the whole first semester of first grade, I loved it. I went to a new school in first grade than I did in kindergarten. Um, and my brother was there and like everything was great. And then I just loved being at home so much during Christmas that whenever I went back to school and it wasn't even like, oh, she misses her mommy. It was, no, it was like, I don't want to go to school. Yeah. Just want to hang (laughs) out And it was me and this other girl that I was friends with. We would like, we were just drama queens and we made a scene every morning in carpool and my mom would just like drag me in. Like, that's just what you have to do. (laughs) Yeah. Like literally kicking me out. (laughs) Aw. Wait, you're, you have your brother and then is there anybody else? No. Okay, just the just two of the us. Two of you. Okay, because my bro- my brother has three, and when Hayes, my his oldest, went to college, it was a whole to do. There were tears of, on dorm move in day, all of that, and then for Miles, it was kind of like a little bit less. Like my sister in law handled it a little bit better, and then Elise, I felt like she threw a party when they <laughs> moved her out last year. Like it was like the opposite of Hayes. It was a full celebration. Yeah. So that's kind of how I was, I guess. Yeah, and I like. From my mom's perspective, I think she was like, I did my job as a parent. Yeah. Like, I ha- I trusted you. Like, she had like, all the faith in you. Yeah. It sounds healthy. But it, I was like, aren't you going to, like, shed a tear? Yeah. Like, <laughs> come on. She could have cried and you never knew. Yeah. She could have just Maybe kept on the, it, on the drive home. Kept it strong, yes. you know. I think about that already. Because my parents said after they, they were fine moving me into Miller. But they said when they got home, they went in my room and cried. And I'm like... Like anticipating that's going to be my journey as well. When you know Hartley, I like. I feel like my mom dropped me off at Miller, <clears throat> drove home to Shreveport, also and lived then, in Miller. Look at uh, this. Look at that. And then Miller I mansion. feel like I went home for the first time, and like I will say, the first time that you go home from college, like feels weird. Yeah. Um. You're like, this isn't really my room anymore, and I feel like stuff was gone. Like she, yeah. she like took my <laughs> lamp out. And I, no, like she was using it. <laughs> I've always had my eye on this lamp. <laughs> now she's gone. She knows which one I'm talking about, Redecorating. Too. Uh-oh. She knows. Does she still have a lamp? <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, it was more of like a chandelier, but it wasn't like big. It was a small little chandelier. Julie's listening. Oh, my gosh. You know. <laughs> you know. It is you on the floor of your closet right now. Oh, my gosh. The next time you go home and visit, can you please take a picture and post it in stories? I love, <laughs> I I love like a little Easter egg, yes. you know? Um, okay, so now I want to talk about your professional journey because there is stuff on here that I had no idea. So when Tiffany and I met, you were at what was at the time the Baton Rouge office of Event Rental doing event design and managing a crazy warehouse that was just like bananas I mean you and Miranda like kept wait we haven't talked about Miranda yeah I know oh my gosh I, I like asked you about your family but I left I out forgot my other family yes oh my gosh the extension okay wait we can't we can't not talk we about can't. That's, let's let's give a little intro of Miranda Miranda um could not make it today but she is my bestie business partner um, we met together at the event rental office. We, um, our worlds collided. She was um, an attorney turned florist with Florida de Jour, and she was managing that office. And when Florida de Jour shut down downtown, she came to work at event rental. Um, and I was at event rental after a career in social services, a totally different windy path. Um, and we just kind of became very close. And over a few years, the, we did a lot there. It, it started yeah. as like just selling chairs. And by the end of it, like she was managing the warehouse and doing truck manifests and I was managing the office and we were doing hundreds of events here. It was a lot, but um, we met a lot of our current clients there. It was really, and people like Kate who we yeah. collabed with. Um, and we've made some really great friendships there. It was, it's a crazy journey. Yes. Okay. So let's start with your career in social services. <laughs> so I don't think anyone knows this about me besides my husband. When like, I saw that, I, mean, I, I was like, wait. 
When did she, first of all, when did she fit this in? Because we are so young. Oh my gosh, I'm so young. <laughs> We're when so young. And how did you fit this in? Okay, so let's talk about this. Like, how did you end up, I mean, tracking, this is a quote, track down <laughs> men who owed large amounts of back child support. I originally wrote baby daddy and then like deleted it. <laughs> Honestly, you're doing the Lord's work. <laughs> yes. So I graduated um, LSU in 2008, okay. which, if anyone remembers, was massive recession time. Yeah. And there was just not a lot of jobs available to me. Like, my first job out of college was, like, a region's bank teller for, like, $10 an hour. Like, it was um, it was hard. It was hard to find something. So I graduated LSU in um, applied statistics. It's, like, a sociological degree. And I always wanted to do events. It was, like, this daydream and never in a million years would have been like I'm gonna like own my own business I didn't even think that that is something that I could have ever accomplished um which is why it's so bizarre like where we are now but um I got I I started applying for jobs at the state um just my mom kind of was like that might be a good place to go you could just go on the state website you take the civil service exam you know and then like just apply to some social services stuff so the first job that I got was um, a child enforcement officer. I think I was like, oh my gosh, twenty-two officer or something. Tiff. Had my cubicle, <laughs> um, and they would give you like a case list. I had like D through F or something, and it's like every man in the state of Louisiana who is who has back child support and has not paid like at all. Like wow. it was hundreds wow. and hundreds and hundreds. Dang, that is depressing. It, yeah. Um, on top of that, it's like just, you know, the mom's calling like all yeah. day long, which I mean, God bless them, you know? Yeah. So I would ha- just like go through my list every day and make appointments. And then I would go to court, you know, like I would schedule people on the court docket. We worked um, wow. in conjunction with there and um, I-, I issued bench warrants. I had a badge. I had a little, You were official. I had a badge. Wait, did like, you have to give it back? Oh, yes. Oh. Yeah, they were not going to let me. I could, like, pulled over for a speeding ticket and, like, yeah. casually take it out. Like, let me get my like, registration. Let me pull out my license, and it's, yeah. like, in your purse. Oh, what is that? You know, so. <laughs> um, I did actually really like going to court. Going oh, to yeah? court was kind of fun. Yeah. Did you feel, like, legally blonde? Like, a did li- you feel like I am, yeah. like, serving justice? Yes. yes. You put on, like, a cute little pencil skirt and, like, felt very important. Yeah. I got one guy extradited from Indiana. Like, I worked, like, two months and I got him, like, on a plane, extradited from Indiana. I would, like, freeze their bank accounts. Wow. Girl. Um, it was kind of, like, yeah, it was cool. Um, yeah. I forgot why I left. I was going to say, what made you shift out of <laughs> I that? I got pregnant. Oh, okay. Um, well, that'll do it. Oh, I got pregnant and I got offered a job at a marketing firm okay. that did like events and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, this is my chance. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to go work for this marketing firm. I'm going to help them with events and stuff. I was essentially like a receptionist, like a marketing assistant, mm-hmm. you know, um, it didn't work out great. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to like drag them or anything, mm-hmm. but not now just, when we get off the mic, you will, yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know how I have about gossip. Oh gosh. It's not a big one. It's not like, it was like Lamar or something, you know, like it was a small ascension. It just wasn't a fit. Um, yeah. Thing. Yeah. But she was like, she called me in her office and she's like, I just don't think this is for you. Like you should maybe be a CPA or something. Oh, interesting. And I'm like, Hmm, I hope she's listening. And yeah, I'm, that's right. Own an event company. And I'm so, what that mean about CPAs? Like, I know. Pretty cool. Yeah. I, think, I think it's because I was so type A and yeah. like organized, yeah. and I love spreadsheets and like I was really good at all the data management. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I still like love that as a business owner. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah. So that that didn't work out. And is that what ended up? Is that how you so, ended up at Event Rental? I, yeah. Well, I, I had one more kind of state level job that I just kind of like went back to the state for yeah. something fast, and then. A friend of my husband, or a coworker of my husband, his wife Ellie Jones, yes. um, was running Shaw Center um, okay, at the yeah, time. That's right. And shout out to Ellie. Love you, Ellie. And, <laughs> and we would see each other at like the Christmas parties and stuff. And I would yeah. talk to her about how man I would really love to be at events and stuff like that. Like, do you have any openings at Shaw Center? You know. Um, and then she left to manage event rental, okay. and called me and was like, "Hey, would you like a position? You know, here with me? Like, it's event sales. It's adjacent." So, yeah, she was a great boss and we were friends. So it was kind of a natural transition. Oh, my gosh. And so, you know, when I was in the wedding space and Tiffany and Miranda were at Event Rental, like, you just knew you were in the best of hands, that your order was going to be correct. It would show up on time. If it was really large, like, one of them would come out. Like, it was amazing. Um, Y'all were just so wonderful to work with. Um, and Event Rental is now Element. Yes. 
They rebranded a number of years ago, and um, they are fully based out of New Orleans now. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not, yeah. not going to say that they shut down the branch because we left, but, but it shut down right after we sure left. It sure did seem like <laughs> once y'all left, they were like, you know what, let's focus it's, our operations in Yeah, New we were Orleans. we were doing the job of probably four or five people there. Wow. Yeah, and it was really our experience there that led to August because we were working such crazy hours yeah. and increasingly just not great situation like working out like 11 30 mm-hmm. at night and not away with like a bunch of men I don't know and yeah it's just yeah. like it's just like scary stuff like we shouldn't you know be in those positions <clears throat> and then the more I mean we were working crazy hours like yes. crazy 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 hours and once my daughter you know she was three I was like I'm, I'll do this for myself but I'm I don't really want to do this for someone else yeah you know it's it's like the time away from my family. I know you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's hard to explain to people like the time away from family when you're working in events. Yes. And I could certainly understand saying like, okay, if I'm going to make this kind of sacrifice, it's going to be on my terms and not to, you know, move forward the pocketbook of somebody else. It's it's a know? massive sacrifice. And I mean, we could have worked there and then like never done any additional, like we could have worked there and said, I'm working from nine to four. Um, but with our increased responsibilities, like... If Kate, somebody didn't show up for Kate's job and it was seven o'clock at night, like, you know, they've got my cell phone number. I'm out there, you know, like we're trying to figure out how to fix it. If it's it's high stakes, it seems like so frivolous. It's so hard sometimes to explain that to people. Like it's a party. Like who cares if the chairs don't show up? I still remember the time that they forgot like the cushions. The cushions. (laughs) Yeah. Capital Park (laughs) wedding for Kate. And I'm just like... Thank goodness that was the right family for that to happen. You know, they're like, oh, it's fine. It, lo- it looks great, you know, but yeah. That and was- that's, it's not having total control, you know, like I don't have control over that truck that comes from New Orleans. So you can do everything right. And then, and then things still, can go so, down yeah. and it's like, this is not even my fault. Now we have like pretty much complete control over the vendors we use and, you know. Yeah. And like the way I see it as somebody who doesn't work in this space is like events happen during like fun times or free time when you're wanting to spend time with your family or like the weekend or whenever you have that availability. Like a fun event is probably not happening at 9 a.m. on a Tuesday, like during (laughs) an office hour. You're you're working when everybody's playing, but then you're also working when everybody's working because it's all the work before To prep and all the logistics, I'm sure. So you're working all the time. So I want to know a little bit like the origin story of like you and Miranda, you're at Event Rental, you're busting your ass. And who was it that was like, we could do this? It was the owner of Event Rental. <laughs> That's right. I didn't even know if I was going to tell this part of the story. Um, yeah, it was his idea. Yeah, was, I forgot about that. I really? know. It took us a long time to disassociate from this company. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, even four years in, people were, like, old clients were texting us, like, hey, can we get some chairs? We're like, <laughs> what is unclear about what's happening on our Instagram? <laughs> like, yeah. We, are, we have not worked there in we four years. We are a separate years. entity. Yeah. yeah. I mean, people still, like, not anymore. I feel like we finally kind of disconnected. But it took a really long time because so many people knew us um, from that so he suggested it and he kind of gave us like a an invisible safety net Mm -hmm. it's like you can stay here you know and still work for me while you're getting it off the ground and stuff and I think we stayed on his payroll for like three months yeah and then we went off completely that's amazing Um, and then you know it was probably four months later that we bought him out of the company because we felt like we were doing all the work. Like, it, again, it came down to, like, we were putting in 60 hours a week. And it was, like, I don't know if I'm ever going to feel comfortable giving anyone anything that we're earning. Because, like, you and I are the ones working our butts off for it. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. It was it was amicable and we're yeah. proud of ourselves. Yeah. For being you able should, to do as it. you should, yeah. Yeah. And so um, the original kind of structure of August. Um, do you want yes. to talk about that? We were we originated as a design firm, and it was pretty much solely corporate and nonprofit, which was great for a really long time because we it was Thursday at two p.m. events, you know, and yeah. things like that. There was still a lot of after hour stuff and weekends, um, but it was not weddings. It didn't really become weddings until COVID happened, and all of the corporate and nonprofit stuff disappeared, mm-hmm. um, and it was a little. It was kind of kismet. We got like a big wedding for um, like a, like an influencer. She's successful and um, she kind of blasted us out. And Baton Rouge is such a word of mouth town. Yeah. Like yeah. 
it, the city damn near shut down when Kate quit. Like when people <laughs> found out they couldn't have Kate as their wedding planner, it was like, well, who, there's only like two or three that I would work with. You know, like who yeah. do I, like they panic because I mean, I would say like 90% of our weddings are, are um, word of mouth. Like yeah. all, all, it's, it's crazy. I feel like so much business in Baton Rouge is word of mouth because working here at Falk and Winkler, like I'm, yeah. I know I've talked about it before I started here marketing, still do a little bit of that stuff. And I was just in a meeting last week and I was like, honestly, like we grow from referrals. Mm-hmm. Like that's how we grow. People yeah. trust people that other people like have had good experiences exactly. with like a hundred percent. So we started as a design firm. We would, um, we would do like some clients would hire us for wedding design, you know, and Kate does to this, like, <laughs> I don't need a wedding planner or a coordinator. Like, I, I have a f- family friend who's going to do that. And yeah. I will, you know, just hire this designer because we were kind of known for the design element of, like, larger installations mm-hmm. and productions, like SJA's 150th. Mm-hmm. That was for, amazing. Furball. I mean, we, like, low-key did the, like, Edward's inauguration mm-hmm. the, wow. the first time. You know, we were at Celtic for, like, two weeks doing that. So, like, yeah. we had a lot of experience with, like, large tent build-outs and things like that. So if um, an experienced planner knew, like, not all planners have, like, 10 people. Yeah. Like, if Kate's got to be with the bride and groom and she's got one or two assistants and you have a larger production happening, like, someone really needs to be at that production. Yeah. It was us at Event Rental. Like, yeah. we'll go and help, you know. Um, but we would work in conjunction with wedding planners for a bit. Um, no interest in planning weddings, really. <laughs> I felt very far away. <laughs> yeah. But um, with COVID, it, yeah, we got that one, and then we got a lot of inquiries after that. And there's just like a financial security with weddings, booking so much further out um, that you don't get when you're like a lot of the corporate nonprofit is like it's a little last minute, which is you know fine when you've yeah. got the open schedule for it. But yeah, also like weddings are always going to happen. They're never going to go. That's away. what it was, you know. Yeah. Like even with COVID, like they were still they were still mm-hmm. going on. Yeah. That's awesome. So, okay, so now August um, is wedding planning, event design, all the things. Are you, do you need to be all in for all the things or, you know, what kind of clients are you looking for? Um, For the weddings, we offer full service wedding planning only. Um, We just found that that's what we ended up doing. Mm -hmm. You know, like the facilitated planning and month of and day of, like it's just really hard to jump into a wedding that has already been planned and like manage the day when, like, oh yeah, the, the pieces don't fit together properly. It's oh, like yeah. you, you got to replan everything anyway. Yeah. So um, we also went from doing about like fifty events a year when we first started to like we're trying to do like twenty. Yeah. So we we try to take about ten weddings a year, mm-hmm. um, and then our regular corporate clients um, kind of get trickled in with that. So we still really love the the corporate work, but it's about sixty forty, maybe yeah. seventy thirty at this point with the weddings. Yeah. Um, and so again, it would be all in for planning and design. For, the, for corporate clients, we are a little more flexible, you yeah. know, because a lot of times, like they are the best people to plan the elements of like presentations and run of show and things like that. So we will do a lot of design only stuff for our corporate clients, but for weddings, we're um, full service only. Okay, interesting. Yes, yeah, so we don't offer anything else. That... No design only. No. Okay, I like, I like the boundaries. I do too. Oh, Melissa would Melissa, love that too. Um, it has been a journey of boundaries. That is yeah. 100%. Well, I wanted to talk about that too because um, you wrote, and I hope you don't mind if I no. if I read it, but um, under things to talk about, balancing owning a business and a high-stakes industry that expects 24-hour availability with personal happiness and raising a family with young children. Um, and then you also mentioned burnout uh, is something that you have some advice to give. So, oh, you use the word boundaries. Setting boundaries with clients. Dun, dun, dun. So, yeah, let's talk about that. You know, what it's like to, um, like you said, own a business in a high-stakes industry and then balance that with personal life. And you're right. I mean, I remember getting a phone call from a bride and, you know, it was on a Sunday afternoon. I was at a Saints game and, you know, I didn't answer. And then she texted like, SOS, call me now, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I step out of the game, leave. I was there with my dad and Ross and Hartley. Step out to call her to find out that she had picked up the letters that were going to go on her hotel boxes. And the way that it was formatted wasn't exactly how she envisioned. 
And emergency. Emergency. <laughs> I just was like, that was kind of one of my moments of like, I don't know. I don't know, Kate. Um, <laughs> so I'm always so proud of all my frienders that are like still in it because boy, do I know how hard it is. So I'll stop talking. You talk. You've got the I still remember the story. I think it was you who told me like you had just given birth. And oh, then yeah. you were on a laptop working, yep. like probably like an hour or two after, like mm-hmm. answering emails from a bride or something yep. like that. And that has always stuck with me. I've always had the mentality of like I'm a workaholic at heart, so mm-hmm. it's never bothered me. So yeah. it, it really has been kind of like a journey of like like we change as people and yeah, what what do we want out of work? It's like it's it's always evolving. Miranda and I are always talking about it. We never have any of it figured out. Yeah. Um, but I think where we've kind of landed right now is we have to take less work. We have to charge what we know that we're worth mm-hmm. in a market that is not really used to paying. Like New Orleans, even just the New Orleans market is so much different it than is. the market in Baton Rouge. Yeah. Um, so like scaling on that level and it's it's been a little it's been a little difficult but I feel like now it's it's a lot better yeah I have to say about that. yeah yeah so and I mean how did y'all did y'all get to a point where the two of you looked at each other and were like we're we're working too much we're not making enough we gotta I mean every day it yeah was every day yeah <laughs> but I think like taking less work is a is a big way to do that. Yeah. Um, like just the first step was like not saying yes to everything. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, I get an email at nine o'clock at night and like I respond to that email in 30 minutes. You know, it doesn't matter when it's three o'clock in the morning. Like, because from a sales mentality, it's like, like that instant. Yeah. You know, like you could miss a sale. You can miss a sale. It's like always trying to get the sale, always trying yeah. to get the sale. So like I kind of came from that. Miranda was like never really in sales in that way. Mm-hmm. So she's always had that boundary as a lawyer Yeah, of like, I, I charge for 15 yeah, minutes, you know what hours. I mean? Like she has yeah. always been, <laughs> she has always been very like aware yeah. of, of that. And that was, it's like a push, like we've enriched each other in that way. Like I pushed her out of her boundaries in the kind of the sales aspect. And she pushed me into like, Hey, like you, you're enough. Like you yeah. don't have, that doesn't have to be the thing. Mm. And that was the eye opening thing for me of like, I don't have to be available a hundred percent of the time. Yeah. And I think I mentioned imposter syndrome, like yeah. in my questionnaire. Cause I feel like what we found out about ourselves was like when we first started as new business owners, like you feel imposter syndrome. Like I don't belong here. I'm not the best person for this. Let me overcompensate with being available 24 hours a day and undercharging and they'll just be so impressed and it'll hide the fact that we don't actually know what we're doing. Yeah. But after you do so many, you're like, I am the best person for this. I do know what I'm doing. And it hasn't had a lot of pushback. Like everyone's fine. Yeah. The our brides want us to have a personal life, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. part of that is taking less brides, you know. Yeah. And it's it hasn't been that bad. It's enriched my life greatly to yeah. to be able to say no to to not have to take all the work because you feel like you're gonna die if you don't and it's it's like a mind game. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that comes with a level of confidence and experience. Yes. Yeah. For sure. And um, any advice for setting boundaries with clients? I'm sure it's not an easy conversation, (laughs) especially, you know, being a wedding planner, you know, you kind of become part of the family for a year. Mm -hmm. You know, you're at all the meetings together where all these like big decisions are being made and visions are being, you know, brought to life. And so you feel like you're part of their family. Um, So I'm sure it's difficult, you know, to have to... We try to set it from, like, the very beginning. Yeah. Um, Something that Miranda and I would really have to talk about is, like, my instinct to always be available and her boundary of not being always available. Like, if people start to – we're the same person. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, we're sharing an email. So even though, like, Tiffany's replying at 11 o'clock at night, like, that's communicating to the client that we're working at 11 o'clock at night. Mm -hmm. And that used to be, like, a badge of honor. Yeah. Like, look at me. I'm working so hard. Yeah. Um, But she would be like, you can't – reply to those emails because then they assume that I am going to reply to those emails. Yeah. And like, that's kind of like setting a precedent. So I'm like, hmm, I didn't think about it like that. You yeah. know, like to have someone checking you. Yeah. Kind of, you know, like otherwise I would have just stayed like that forever. Yeah. Um, but I feel like addressing it like right away, like mm-hmm. and brides are like, they're smart. They ask it in the consultation usually, mm-hmm. you know, like, do you do weekend appointments? Like if you have a bride that works a regular nine to five and like can't meet Monday through Friday, nine to five, 
Like, is that a deal breaker as a business owner? Like, do you want to, for a year, commit to only meeting with this person after five o'clock? Yeah. Or on the weekends. And you know, we have to have those conversations. Like that's a boundary that we ask them. Like, when are you available for meetings if they don't ask us? Um, and we kind of talk about it. We give them our cell phone numbers and like we we want to be available for an emergency. You know, yeah. we just don't want to get pulled out of a Saints game over stationary. Right. Like, <laughs> it's, like it's, it's, it's hard, but it's worth it. Yeah, for sure. For your sanity. Yeah. Okay. And then speaking of that, y'all share an email account and stuff like that. You know, is there a clear division with you and Miranda? One of you is one part of the business and the other, or are y'all? It varies on the project. Um, yeah. For the weddings, right now, what we're kind of playing with is Miranda's doing the planning aspect and I do the design aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, all of our brides are really design forward brides. Like, no one is coming yeah. to hire us for like no design. Yeah. You know, like it's. I, we have like equal hours. We just started tracking our hours, yeah. which has been mind blowing. Like if you are a business owner and you're not tracking your hours, yeah, I do. highly recommend. We just started using Monday. It's like a project management software. Yep. Yeah. It's, we're, we've really been trying to like hone in on our processes yeah. you know, to try to streamline everything. But once we started tracking our hours, we're like, we're making a barista salary. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, like, well, she'll log 100 hours on a wedding and I'll log 100 hours on a wedding. Mm-hmm. So, like, we it kind of we found that it kind of has to be divided for right now until we figure it out. You know, we're, st- we're still trying to figure it out. But um, so right now I'm doing the design stuff. So, like, when a client or a bride first books, she'll get, like, the big ones out of the way, the venue, the photographer, the people who book, like, really far out. Um, and then I'll jump in with design like eight months out and do layouts and floral consults and pick out linens, do a design board and and take it from there. And then um, I'm usually on site like running production for the wedding day with however many assistants we need. And then she's with the bride with however many assistants we need to running like the transportation and all the day of stuff that pops up. Yeah. And speaking of assistants, I mean, um, I want to talk about your team, you know, um, how large it is now. I mean, it's crazy, um, but I see a lot of um you know because they appear on social media familiar faces over and over um anybody that needs like a special shout out oh we love all of our girls and a lot of like we started with kind of like um emily was the first person who came on with us as the production production assistant like helping set linens and break down and stuff like that um london is our lead coordinator right now Mm -hmm. and she was one of our brides um, yeah. we oh, love cool. so much. We just had to keep her. Yeah. Um, and we're trying to transition her into more of like an administrative role with us. Oh, wow. Too. Um, so she's been really great. The brides love her. Maggie was another one of our favorites. She just moved to Houston. She got a big job. We've had Grace. She moved to Houston. We're getting like, it's, you know, you, it's the younger girls at LSU. Like they don't quite know what they're doing yet. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then we have Abby who just moved to New York. So we are hiring if anyone is interested in, um, assisting for wedding planning. Um, but right now we've got London and Emily and then, um, a new friend of London. Her name's Erin. She's coming in too. Oh, that's amazing. Okay. So the position that you're hiring for, I mean, give us some details. We need someone who can, um, come help on wedding days, probably like a 12 to 14 hour day (laughs) on Saturdays um, in the spring and fall. But we have a lot of fun. Yeah. Who knew this was going to turn into a, a job ad? <laughs> I know. I know. Um, but I love it. You never know who's listening. Never. And, you know, it just might be the Hit right Hit us up person. on Instagram. Yeah. Okay, so speaking of Instagram, um, I do want to make sure, and we'll end it with that later, but uh, to drop all the handles. But if you are a corporate client or a bride who's interested, what is the process? Where do they start? Go to our website and fill out our contact form. That's going to put you in the system, just like a few short questions, and then we'll reach out to you within 24 hours to set up a consultation if we're available, Um, and then we just kind of take it from there. We'll send you a brochure to give you some standard pricing, and then if you think we'd be a good fit, then um, just hit us up and let us know, and we'll schedule a consultation. Love that. Love that. Okay, so I want to make sure that I hit everything that um, caught my eye. Um, do you want to talk about why y'all named the um, company August? We get this question all the time, and I feel like it's not as interesting of an answer as people would like. But when I was, um, when we couldn't figure out what to name it, obviously it can't be like Tiffany and Miranda events. You know, like <laughs> yeah. so many of them are like Kate Cook Wedding. Yeah. Um, we wanted something that was more 
like not as identifiable as a person in case we scaled to a point where like mm-hmm. if we are not with you on the wedding day you don't feel you know cheated or where's tiffany or you know which now i realize it's not going to be an option yeah <laughs> at the time it seemed super yeah. smart um but i started just googling synonyms of what we wanted the brand to be yeah and august is just something that kept coming up as you know something really esteemed and prestigious and high-end so that's where we landed with that also we have a running joke in my family like everyone's birthday is in august Uh so like today is my dad and my my father-in-law and my mom and then tomorrow my dad's and yesterday was my brother's and then like cameron's was on monday wow yeah my sister-in-law's is the 30th so like i was joking oh if i get pregnant again we're just gonna name the kid august August. yeah well i found out i was pregnant with beckett the day like we filed the llc for the new business oh like we signed the paperwork went Mm -hmm. out to celebrate i will go sick the next day oh my god so beckett would have been august (laughs) (laughs) my other baby got it first (laughs) oh oh my goodness okay so i love um two things under your advice one is that time is your most valuable commodity obviously we talked about you know setting boundaries and things like that I mean it really is true I had a little situation that I was dealing with and um and I I said something similar to somebody who was helping me with it I said you know I'm really measuring things in time and I just don't have the time for this you have my drop good for you kate Cook. yeah i'm trying to keep it purposely vague because yeah <laughs> no, um, but, still, so, so, but but yeah that, that yeah and and it did and it paid off and the you know the person that i told that to was like i respect that you know so yeah. people are more open to it than you think it really is and it doesn't matter if like you have small children or you're single or you know like it's your time is all we have and i say all the time like it's a really demanding life like this this in the event world is but i mean the cpa world is the same way the teacher year is the same the same way like it's it's all hard you know for me the time away from my family in march and april and may like the busy seasons are what the time off pay for yeah you know like having those days like we were talking about where you've got like the summer off you know like that that's valuable like Mm -hmm. being able we don't take work in the summer, you know, from our last wedding in July to the end of September. Like we won't, we try not to take meetings if we don't have to. We block that time out to travel if we want to, to like really be present with our families. And like, to me that the busy seasons pay for that, like the time away from the kids and the husband and everything like that is, that is what it's paying for Yeah, more than money or anything else. So are you saying you get August off? Yeah. That is like the third part is (laughs) some people in the event world say we live for August. Yeah. So because it's the time when it's 115 degrees and nobody nobody wants wants to party. Nobody wants to party. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. And then the other, I I mean, I have said this so many times on the podcast, you would think it is like a wedding podcast, but (laughs) don't DIY hire somebody like hire vendors you trust and then trust the vendors you hire. But good God, keep aunt Sally in the pew. She does not need to be lighting candles and quote unquote, doing your flowers no it's (laughs) it is the greatest advice and i know that it's a luxury but like weddings are a luxury having any wedding at any budget is a luxury Mm -hmm. and like we take that responsibility very Mm -hmm. seriously that we're planning an event that will probably be the most expensive thing that like one family has paid for Mm -hmm. you know and it's it's important it's we hold that heavy and close to us but like even if you have a smaller budget like just find vendors in your price point. They are everywhere. Yeah. You know, there are affordable vendors everywhere. If we have a bride who reaches out and we're not within their price point, I have a vendor for every price point that I can recommend to them. Yeah. And there are people like Miranda and I were at Event Ronald that want to also help with other stuff. I mean, like Truly Hot's a great one that's mm-hmm. been on here. You know, they're yeah. great and organized and will help with your day. And a lot of the caterers are the same way. Like mm-hmm. w- there is someone for everyone yeah. within your price for it. And it's, it's worth the investment, even if it's a different honeymoon or whatever. Yeah. It's going to it's gonna be better for you. And it's get at least a coordinator. Get at least we don't do it, but we'll find someone who'll do it for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> You know, and um, I would often tell brides, you know, if it's something that's not in your budget, then do it on a scale that you can, but do that well instead of going and spending all this money at the Dollar Tree and trying to make that 
you know, it's not gonna, it's just not gonna pan out. It's gonna be. It's not a good choice. No. Take it from the professionals. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I've said it so many times that you would think this is a wedding planning podcast. I'm like, I feel like between some of the vendors we've had on and you and other event planners, I'm like, wow, like I just have a plethora of people to go to if I ever need planning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> With that advice is to trust your planner, like trust the yeah. professionals. Like if, does not to be yes, but even if your florist is telling you this probably isn't a good idea, it's probably like not a good idea. you're hiring them for a reason. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. I know. I, that, I learned that um, hire vendors you trust and then trust vendors you, the vendors you hire from Karen from Heirloom Cuisine. Mm-hmm. She said it one time and it just really stuck with me because, you know, and and brides do, it is a, it's a highly anxious time. It is. They're very nervous about it all coming together and, you know, then there's a lot of pressures all over for them to, you know, perform as a bride in different ways. But they would, they would hire vendors that they really liked, they fell in love with, and then would proceed to spiral out of control with anxiety and second guessing, and then not always being open to professional advice, you know, on, yeah, crazy ideas sometimes. <laughs> We've had a few consultations where they'll like, in the form that they fill out, you know, we'll ask them a little bit about what they want their wedding day to be, and it'll, I think there was one that was like homemade sons or I'll do this and like one of the first things we said is like we're not gonna do that like we're not gonna make the sign we're not gonna hang the sign yeah we are not gonna DIY we are just firm we're not the the vendor I'm not even the best person to do it right I have terrible handwriting yeah (laughs) like um I'll find someone yeah who will do it for you yeah um or if Aunt Sally wants to do it yeah I'll I'll make sure we have a vendor to do it but like that's not the correct place to cut the costs yeah yeah for sure for sure okay well Lainey do you have any other questions I do not (laughs) Tiffany I mean how how was that I mean we're wrapping up and it wasn't as scary as you thought it was gonna be I I talk really fast and I've been very nervous about doing this and just talking really really fast well I thought you did great I feel like you talked at a very normal speed yeah yeah Yeah, I thought you did great okay Okay, so let's drop all the handles where to find you and August and Miranda and all the things okay um Instagram is our preferred it's our pride and joy um that's August events br and then I think it's the same handle for Facebook. It's August Events BR for Facebook as well. We are not on Twitter. Sorry. Yeah, um, no. Is anybody? I, I was going to say, I don't know that anyone Where's is. Where's X now? X? I found this out last night. What? Oh, yeah. Something my husband yeah. knew that I did not know. He, Elon Musk has rebranded. It's X, yeah. I had absolutely oh, no idea. Okay. I mean, uh, being being the boomer that I am, I... I you are I, not a... Stop calling yourself I am still on uh, Twitter, but this is what it looks like now. Wait, what? The, the bird um, was fine. I feel like that's gonna make the company go away. Like, well, let's hope. I think it's. I think it was already on that journey. Yeah. I don't I mean, know that Threads has taken off as its replacement. We're not. We're not on Threads. Not yet. Threads. I've, I've been taking the summer off. Yeah. So I've good been, for you. That's with like social media too, and then TikTok. Let's look at my TikTok here. I don't even know what our handle is on TikTok. Uh oh. Guess. The anticipation will build as you look it up. Is it it's August? August events. <laughs> no BR, just oh, no August events. Oh, that's right. On TikTok. Look at you. Yeah, that's like Andy Cohen. Is that Andy? Like mm-hmm. he's just Andy. You are August events. So, do we enter the Bravo portion of the podcast now? Oh my gosh. Oh, okay. Lord. So we, we, we'll just do a quick oh. aside, Lainey, because I do have to pick up Hartley from Tumbling. But are you watching the new New York? I am. Okay, what are your thoughts? I think it's like a totally different show, but I am, I'm enjoying it. I kind of miss the old stuff too, yeah. but I'm having a good time with Crappy Lake. Yeah, you can get I a get little, little bit of the best from Crappy Lake. Yeah, so like I'm still having fun with Crappy Lake. Yes. Um, I'm loving that it's like all on the same night. It's just like a great, yes. a great journey for a Sunday night. I don't remember all the girls' names by heart. Okay, I just, I'm going to be shady for a second. Come and on. I mean, and I don't, I'm not saying I don't enjoy her or anything but sigh saying that she's an influencer and when I went to check her follower count I'm like girl there are bachelor influencers with more followers oh, than you no. like how many hates doing the comparison yeah <laughs> I mean under a million so to call yourself a full-time influencer with under a million followers I mean 
I don't know. I thought about it was that. weird she made people take their shoes off in her house. I was getting like Sex in the City flashback. Like yes. you don't ask a New Yorker to take their heels off. Right. Yeah. It's right. All the shade over the food and stuff is just like fascinating. Bananas. And I heard I listened to a Bravo podcast with Danny Pellegrino. Oh. <sighs> I mean, we're Danny and I are best friends. Oh my gosh. And my head. He, he carried me during the Vanderpump rules. Yes. <laughs> Love Danny. Um, so he I, I kind of like agree with him on yeah. this that there oh I learned on his show that there was like another woman who was on it yeah. that they had gotten kicked off so yeah. like if it feels a little weird and disjointed it's because like they had already filmed a bunch and now and they're then, just kind of picking up it's, yes. yeah I heard about that this I'm gonna give it a season yeah I'm enjoying it Erin is a little much for me like I'm kind of like girl like take a breath is she like the new yorker like she's yes. a little aggressive the real estate yeah. the one mm-hmm. with the caviar and stuff on the pringles yeah the pr- on the pringles interesting these girls want to eat like they take do a hit. they eat. keep talking about how they want to eat i know keep some food <laughs> i am although did did you know what shakshuka was before watching what is that um okay so they had this whole episode talking about shakshuka shakshuka i had to look it up and it's an israeli dish it's like a breakfast dish it looks absolutely delicious um on a saturday when i don't have no, not a Saturday. It's cross-country season. Maybe on a Sunday morning. <laughs> on a Sunday morning when I don't have somewhere to just, like, jet off with Hartley, you know, some sporting event, I'm going to try to make sure she go. It looks like it's easy and fresh. And Google it, I y'all. I have missed that episode. Oh, my gosh. Bananas. Um, I do. Jenna Lyons, I don't know. I like looking at her. She's major. Like, she's some, the richest. She, she, like, I feel like a lot of them are, yes. like, you were saying, like, with the influencer, she's not really an influencer. Like, I feel like she is, Jenna like, successful is and major, and um, yes. they're giving her a hard, hard time as the alpha. Yes, I, but she just draws me in. I, like I really like watching her. And then who is the young, crazy one? Bryn. Bryn. Okay. Her hair bothers me. Okay, wait, did you, uh, but. <laughs> <It's like this. laughs> it is a lot. She does have a, a like, a very, and I can't relate because I don't have much hair, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, she does have a wild do, um, but she is a wild watch, and I like a wild watch. I like a wild watch. I haven't heard it referred to as that, but that's, I like that. Yes. So cool. I'm enjoying her. I did see on social media that perhaps she was in the background of one of Shep Rose's Insta stories, and so... That um, was on Watch What Happens. He talked to her about it. <gasps> what? Yeah, like, episode. that was, like, last week he asked about it. We're losing Lainey. Oh, my gosh. Sorry. <laughs> I have, no, I have no idea anything that y'all are talking about. She's like, I know. I know. Watch. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and I do need to pick up Hartley from something. Okay, well, we're going to have you back, and we're going to do a special... Oh, my gosh. And maybe Lainey, that could be the... Um, the our, bonus episode. Our bonus content. I literally, literally <laughs> dream, my dream come true, because Danny Pellegrino, first of all, to call yourself a Danny Pellegrino fan, and you do not watch You've Got Mail on repeat, that is his fall favorite movie like I want to DM him and tap hey, on you like if Melissa was here she'd be cutting you off right now she so would I'm be. gonna do it for her <laughs> okay so but we do have I'm throwing it out in the universe you gotta manifest this oh, a behind the paywall episode of Kate and Tiffany discussing Bravo I will be here for that I won't even be nervous for that one yeah yes because <laughs> we could go on and on mm-hmm. okay well thank you for coming thank you so much thank you for inviting Tell Miranda me. we said hey I and we're will. sorry she couldn't be here but I mean you know she's the boundary one so maybe she, she was like she, you know what it's she just keeps not, me sane yeah not in the <laughs> schedule today ladies <laughs> we love you Miranda we love you okay and then I just also want to say like shout out to Holger and then now you need to tell him or sorry Christian now you need to tell him that he got a shout out so he's gonna have to listen to the whole episode oh to my see gosh, when it's mentioned totally doing that love it tell him it's, love and, you too Holger yeah we love you <laughs> okay well Lainey I love you too I love you too so we glad. love Missy T love you Missy T um, Miss she you. will be back next week Oh, with that mountain air in her hair. It's going to be great. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, y'all have a great week. Bye. Bye. Bye.